It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, if you're in a relationship, this is going to shock you. It's a doozy, y'all, okay? Okay, well, I'm in a relationship, so I'm ready for this shock. Well, apparently nothing says passion and romance like introducing one of the most hated aspects of our corporate workplace into a relationship. Okay, wait. I'm in a relationship, and you just said passion and romance. Which is it? Yeah, both. It's both. No. You know what? (laughs) According to this new study, and there's research to back it up, the key to a great marriage or relationship is giving each other performance reviews twice a year. <laughs> Best of luck with that. Yeah. Well, you know what? You read reviews before you buy something, and it seems to help out quite a bit. It might can help you out your relationship as well. Those aren't the same things at all. A review that you read before you buy it tells you what to expect. <laughs> okay. A performance yeah. review is judging how you're doing along the way. Right. Now, that would be a good idea to sit down with an ex and be like, so what mm-hmm. happened here? That, would, that might be a good idea. It could be, but you know, they're going to have their ugly side and your ex is going to have their good side and you're not going to know what to believe. Well, this is what the researchers did, okay? Got some couples uh, like every six months to fill out forms about the strengths and weaknesses in their relationship or marriage. Then they had the couples share their forms with each other. They also had some couples come in just for interviews but didn't have them do a performance evaluation. And after a few years, they found the couples who gave each other reviews had major improvements in their relationship satisfaction and intimacy. They were also much less likely to be depressed than people who didn't do any evaluations at all in their relationships. So the researchers say the performance reviews are a good way to sniff out any potential problems in your relationship before they get too big and out of control and you can seek some counseling before that happens. See, I do this on a whole different level, and I feel like this is too structured. I just, every time anything feels a little bit off to me, I ask my wife, are we okay? And if there's something big going on, that's her opportunity to speak up and say, well, actually, this is bugging me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a lot. I don't want 10 things. I want maybe one thing I could work on. <laughs> yeah. Because it's okay. not supposed to be a session where you tell the other person everything they're doing wrong in the relationship, or you won't do that anymore. But my wife and I regularly will ask each other from time to time, and it's more often me than her, but we'll say, hey, is everything okay? Is, is there something that... Why did you laugh at me, Kato? <laughs> so you, I'm just thinking, do you, does she just like stack them up and then one time at a time, like say, what did I tell you last time? What, what? Like, this time it's going to be... <laughs> what did I tell you last week? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do it weekly. Okay. But they always say, too, though, you're supposed to praise the one thing that they're doing right or the things that they do right, and they'll do more of those things. Now, that's with kids. I don't know if it works that way in relationships It, does. it works not. that way with everybody. So, you know, you're saying, oh, you know what? I love that you uh, cleaned up after, you know, the kitchen after we ate last. Yeah, and he'll whatever. do it more often. Oh, you're talking about a, a husband now, right? Well, I'm or, assuming or women probably do it normally and the guys don't. So if the lady even pats him on the head or on the back a little bit, it encourages him to do more. Good puppy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fanny works better for me. You're training him. Training him to do a good job. But that's true of all relationships. If you reward people for what you like, they'll do more of it. It's slower than the other way, but it's healthier. What about coworkers? Can we do an evaluation? Are we too far gone? Uh, <laughs> I think, again, the positive thing is a much better if you compliment when they do something you like. Yeah, but we do performance evaluations on ourselves here. They're like, you know, grade yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can do that. I'm perfect. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with me. That's something wrong with our company. It's like, yeah, go ahead and grade yourself. I mean, and if you did that in a relationship, 
It'd be horrible, Tom, because you'd write down all the great things about you. So I think, so you're saying you don't think the performance evaluation sitting down a couple times a year and filling out one of these forms would be good? No, I mean, it's probably yeah. better than what a lot of people are doing, but I prefer to do it the way I do it. Like most people, they're just kind of shoveling it back and not even addressing the issue, and they're like, oh, I hope it gets better. I hope it fixes itself. Right. Possibly, and yeah. it won't. It could be interesting to you write down all the great qualities about yourself and then compare to what your oh. partner has written down about you. That would be depressing. You write down what's good about me, and let me write down what's good about me, and let's see if they match up. No, you both and, write down what's good about each other. You look over, and you're like, you forgot to say how funny I am. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> this is proven research, though. Well, these couples actually had better relationships if they addressed those issues in the relationship. Well, let me throw up some couples to them. Yeah. And we'll see if they, they can help them. It's tricky because you got to make sure you don't turn it into some kind of criticism fest. Right. Because no one's going to want to do something where they get beat down over and over. So it needs to focus on the positives with, like I said, maybe you pick one or two things they could work on. Okay. You don't throw in things like, well, if you don't fix this, I'm leaving, or this is going to ruin us. Or You just say, hey, I like it a lot when you do this. If you could do more of that, it would make me feel good. Yeah, compliment sandwich. Really love the way you did this. Not so much this, but hey, this was great. The only problem with a compliment <laughs> sandwich is I think it takes more compliments per negative than that. Like, two to one's not enough. Like, honey, I made you a sandwich. I hope you like it this way (laughs) It's a little salty (laughs) And here's one last thing Is like my wife the other day came and said Could you clean this one section of the room Before the weekend's over And when I did it I was like hey look I cleaned that section Like I said I would And I want a lot of compliments after that Because (laughs) I want to feel good about it So I'll do it again Section of a room Like a corner (laughs) You sound just like her It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. There are some things that are important when you're trying to fall asleep at night, and people look for routines to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Some people have trouble, though. Yeah. I've got some tips that you can steal from a toddler's bedtime routine that'll help you out. <gasps> Benadryl. <laughs> now, that's not officially on here. Oh, wow. Uh, but these are things that they say work for toddlers and they also work pretty well for adults okay now i'm sure it's going to be funny if i call my mom and say mom i'm going to need you to come rock me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> sing me a song because i know that's probably one of them right but if you could do it it'd probably work i'd let her by the way <laughs> where's my passy mommy <laughs> my bottle. all right the first thing is kind of boring but it makes sense because we do it with toddlers is set a consistent bedtime i do that so your kids typically know they got to be in bed at a certain time every night and their body gets used to it. Mm-hmm. And it's easier for them to fall asleep then because their body has become accustomed to that. Who in here goes to bed same time every night? I do. I kind of do. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Weekdays, I'm pretty much between eight and nine. I'm <laughs> all over the place, depending okay. on what my family's yeah, doing. Like I'm my not. kids are out of school the next day. I get stuck up later than normal. It's it's just a total miss. And the thing about kids is you tell them when to go to bed. I don't got nobody telling me what to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm staying up late tonight. Nobody that's can stop me. That's me too, Kato. <laughs> and that's because, you know, even like with my wife, she'll sometimes make me get in bed because she wants to go to sleep and I can't leave the lights on. But... Generally speaking, I pick when I go to bed. I think that works, though, if you set a constant bedtime, because I normally get tired about the same time every night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
taking a warm bath right before bed. That's, That's too much trouble for me. Yeah. But I, I mean, when they're kids, it definitely helps them wind down. The warm water kind of slows them down a little, and then they're ready for that bedtime. Putting on lotion. What uh. you don't realize about putting on lotion, and I'm guilty, Kato, I never do it, but it's giving yourself a light massage. You're actually yeah, giving yourself a little bit of a massage. It's, but it's just so time-consuming. It is. I'm with you. Especially if I'm already starting to get sleepy, then having to go through. My dermatologist tells me I need to be doing it more often. <laughs> yeah, but it feels better when someone else puts it on you. Yeah. Yeah, but then you get into bed and your legs are still kind of sticky from it and the sheets are sticking to you. Yeah. you got to give it a minute. Yeah, so I'm about to pass on this one as well. Okay. <laughs> and then finally they yeah. say do something quiet before bed. Toddlers usually get stories or reading time. Doing something that's quiet and calming can help you, too. Now, I tried to do this, and I would go online to look for some calming story, and I'd go to Twitter, and for some reason, mm-hmm. that's not been working for me. Mm-mm. I don't know what it is about Twitter, but I don't. those stories don't relax me. No, they stress me. Mm-hmm. They trigger me. I'm, I watch <laughs> Dahmer on Netflix. I mean, that's nothing to go you to bed You think that would relax you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and for you, Tom, I know you say you talk a lot. Before you go to bed, it's kind of like a story, a bedtime story, adult bedtime story with you and your wife. And they say that the average person, uh, couples, talk 19 minutes before they go to bed every night. That's just how long it takes the man to get her to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) My wife was talking last night. She's telling me about some neighbor this, and I'm like, good night, honey. I love you. Oh, okay. Or she looks over and your eyes are just shut and you're snoring. Well, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Uh, She ain't listening, is she? I hope not. (laughs) It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, there's some things apparently you need to tell your significant other before you post them on Facebook. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you know, there's a lot of rules out there, like a bunch of uh, brides. They don't want pictures before, you know, at their wedding, or you can't take pictures at their wedding because some people obviously posted them before, you know, they posted the, the professional pictures. I was at a wedding a couple of months ago mm-hmm. in the last month, and uh, the, uh, the pastor made an announcement yeah. from the bride and groom that mm-hmm. said, Phones are to be put up, and if a phone is seen out, they'll stop the ceremony <laughs> to escort you out, yeah. basically, because they didn't want any pictures. They wanted they were they had a professional photographer, yeah. and they said we don't want to see our friends with their faces down. Yeah, they want to see us all our faces looking up. So oh. that's pretty cool. I like that idea. Or the groom's first look to be on Facebook because somebody posts a picture of you in your wedding dress, yeah. and he's like, "Oh wow, she looks great. I don't need to be here anymore." I saw it on Facebook. Wow. Well, <laughs> I, I would actually, I think I might be the guy that would leave that wedding. Well, yeah, you would. Because I'm like, I'm like, I'm probably not even going to be taking pictures of you, but I'm going to be looking at my phone because well, I'm bored. You post <laughs> a lot of stuff on Facebook anyway. I really like, don't. Do, do you, you know? I don't, Dan, I hardly get on anymore. Well, and, and I was saying this wedding wasn't necessarily about putting the pictures up. If They just didn't want their professional pictures to show your face down looking into your phone. Yeah, well, that's, will, that's, yeah, I'd be a problem. What are are the things you need to tell your significant other though before you put them on social media you're pregnant your relationship status <laughs> <laughs> well i was telling you about my brother he got in a wreck and he posted all on social media before he called his wife and wow. so his wife my sister-in-law sees it and she just blesses him out says why did you know i thought you could have been hurt blah, blah, blah. but i mean yeah. if you're posting it on facebook you're yeah. not hurt right that's I know. just dumb yeah but uh, he's a dummy it could have been the paramedics 
But he at, posted it. Get a good picture of me in the ambulance, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but Rex, were mentioned on some of the things you're supposed to call your significant other before you post it on social media. I feel like it depends on whether it's like, if it's a parking lot thing, it doesn't matter. Okay. Buying a new car. Okay, any oh. expensive purchase that you make, you buy a car, you buy a boat, you buy a ring, you buy some new shoes. Yeah, hey, no. don't look at me like that. <laughs> Tell us about they your mom sale. and your dad. Uh, well, well, that's back in the day. Just before social media, my dad would go to work in one car and come back in another one and not even tell her. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. Now, how are they doing today? They're divorced. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that don't surprise me because that seems extreme. Well, it's, it's, yeah, but I mean, if you put some kind of expensive purchase up on social media mm-hmm. and then come home and tell your wife or your husband about it, that's a problem. You can always tag them in the photos. Uh, there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> True. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, obviously, uh, if you're pregnant. You yeah. want to make sure you have that discussion. Yeah, first. I said that one. That's for sure. Yeah, and but a lot of people know somebody that says, "I'm about to tell you know Richard about what's going to be going on," and I'm going to tell him. And then they'll go say something online and give away the you oh, know yeah. results, mm-hmm. which and by accident, you know, congratulations to so and so and so and so. That ain't by accident. Yeah, they're trying to stir up some problems. <laughs> they knew what they're doing. Okay. Uh, Things, uh, this is, as they say, if you a- a- get admitted to the hospital, if something happened, you know, and you're like in the hospital for some reason. I right? usually call my wife pretty quick then. Well, maybe you couldn't. <clears throat> well, then how did yeah. you post it on Facebook? Well, you wake up in the hospital and all of a sudden you go, I got to take a selfie and let everybody know I'm That's here. That's hogwash. <laughs> you could call your wife right then. No, I wouldn't do that. Those hospital lights are unforgiving. <laughs> You're not going to like harsh. having a baby then. Yeah. You don't, you, <laughs> Why? Because there's I mean, lights all over the place. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you won't get my face. Or what do you? That I don't. What, what do you even film? We is videoed that what the you, face. Well, I don't know uh, what you're going to video. <laughs> you know what though? If you get the uh, C-section, they got the the, the big, uh, you know, puppet yeah. show. You have a puppet show because they put a little towel <laughs> or not Broadway it's, curtain. Yeah, it's a curtain. They got a curtain there, and the doctors pop their head up over the curtain. And it's kind of like a Be-pop. this little doctor puppet <laughs> show is what it is. <laughs> How you doing nowhere? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh my. And finally, they say things you need to tell your significant other before uh, you post it on social media is a job promotion. Hmm. Oh, I don't yeah. even think you should be posting that on social media that much. Or if you get fired and you yeah. post that on yeah. social media. And, and, and you're driving home like, oh, you know what? You put one of those video posts up like I just got fired and blah, blah, blah. And then your wife or your husband hadn't seen it yet. Oof. Who posts that? Oh, you see it all the time. I like don't on, see it ever. I now, am. I might you, see take this job and shove it, someone that quit their job, but I've never seen one brag about getting fired. you got to get on social media more often. I'm like, I'm a TikTokaholic. Mm-hmm. You okay. see a bunch of like whiny victim mode I don't stuff get on, on TikTok. There. I get on Facebook, and I think most of my friends would not tell you if they got fired because they don't want you to know. Someone just texted in and said a breakup. A breakup is... <laughs> Yeah. That's how you let them know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm streaming. By the way, Keith, we're done. Yeah. Let me change my status real quick here. <laughs> okay. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. There's a great debate going on between one generation and the next. When you have kids, you begin to argue over something kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm. That argument is. 
did I become uncool because I had you or did I become uncool and it just was going to happen anyway? Mm. Well, they, they just have a good way of pointing out your uncoolness. I think that kids actually cause you to become uncool. Really? And it's not mm. even that you are uncool. They take whatever the adults did and immediately do something different to try to prove that they are independent. Mm-hmm. And then they declare everything that you do as uncool. But they forget that when you were coming along, you were doing what your parents did and doing it differently and telling them they weren't cool and that you were cool. So it's a big cycle. Every generation has to pull away from their parents and push off against their traditions to make their own traditions so they can prove that they are individuals and that they are special. Well, yeah. And it happens okay. every single time. Well, and I have arguments with my kids about this. I think there's an age, too, where it happens. I don't know, like around 14 or 15, you start becoming uncool. That's right. sort of young, isn't it, to become uncool? No, if I'm talking about you. Oh. You as a parent, they start thinking you're uncool when they're out 14 or 15. That's because that's when the kids get mean. That's they when start, they start they, to try to push away and prove their independence. And they hurt my feelings sometimes. That is when you realize your parents are embarrassing. <laughs> and you don't want to be around them in public. Yeah. Okay. I still have that issue. Uh-huh. But see, that's the thing is that they were doing the same thing just a few short years before, telling, oh, their parents were embarrassing and what they were doing was cool. So the real truth is none of us are cool. We're only cool for as long as we can get away with convincing other people that we are, and then a new generation of offspring comes along to inform us that we're not. Tom, I am cold, I hate to tell you. <laughs> That's even cooler than I'll change wow. the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll help you with that. So there is a little bit that the younger generation thinks we got right. What's that? And so they asked young adults, what did your parents' generation get right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that we got a few things right. One was how we would have the whole neighborhood knowing each other and helping watch over each other. And like how I could go to my friend Sean's house and his mom was allowed to beat me if she needed to. Right. They said that that's something our parents' generation or our generation did right. Uh, they also said that owning real art was something that our generation did right. And here's an example they gave. If you buy a digital song online now, a lot of times, like with Apple Music or something, they can change that song, and you'll never know it and never be able to do anything about it. And the next time you play it, it may be an edited version. You don't own that original version that you originally got. But when you bought the CDs, you owned that particular version of that song as long as you had that CD. I have noticed that. You go back to some of the artists like in the 90s, early 2000s, and so apparently something went, I guess, with their trade or mark or whatever. I don't know, whatever their version was. And they will re-sing that song. But I mean, like if, For example, some guy might die in the band, re-sing the song so they'll get the rights to it instead of the person that originally sang it. That's very confusing yeah. to me. Okay. But I think what you're saying yeah. is you end up with a different version in your collection yeah. and yeah. you don't even know it until it's done. You cannot get the same version that you got originally when it came out on the radio. Because you don't own it. Because the you guy. You just got the rights to a digital holder for it. And the guy that could actually sing in the band died. So now they want to get the royalties. Okay. So <laughs> instead of him getting them, they're getting them. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. They also said that, um, that they think that we do a good job with hospitality to strangers they say the current generation is far less likely to uh you know help someone out whereas their parents would let someone live with them for a while if they needed to if they were on the streets or something like that 
Uh, privacy. Our parents were, were much better with privacy, whereas we just give everything out on the Internet. How many times does your kid say, don't, don't video this, Dad. Don't video it. Never. Like, your kids always want to be videoed? Yeah, they're all about being Oh, my kids do not. They want their privacy. It's like, I don't, don't video that, Dad. Don't video it. Like, I'll be trying to, you know, they're doing something cute. Like, and then the, the one will tell them, that, like, Dad's videoing you. He's videoing you right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. My kids are all about it, man. Yeah, like, put me on the Internet. Make mm-hmm. me famous. They don't want it. Mine don't. Um, they said some of the uncool things we do are using the thumbs-up emoji, using ellipses in text. That's the dot, dot, dot. I don't oh. see what's wrong with that. And if they just, <laughs> is that really the worst thing we do? Really? Because I do that a lot. And we watch too much cable news. And they're probably talking about their parents sit around watching like Fox or CNN, but um, those are the the bad things that we do and twerking. We're now, not now supposed you say to twerk. We, we don't do that. We well, don't, the yeah. the parents. Now you do twerk. I've seen Tom try to <laughs> twerk true. on no. those TikTok dances. He tries his best to twerk. That is not trying. I can't twerk either. No, I, I can. No, I no. do. No. Twerking is pretty much stolen from me. I was the person who originally came up with the idea of using nature to inspire my dances, and the nature that I chose was my dog hunching on someone's leg. So you didn't That's come twerking. Up you did not come up with that. that I did. Was, I, I watched my dog do it, and I came up with my interpretation. Kind of makes me think of when a cat is coughing up a hairball. I don't no, do that. No, it's no, no. Kind of that like jerky. That, that was done oh, like back in the <laughs> 60s. It was a cartoon. It was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and they would sing that song, Whistle While You twerk da, 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 da. oh my yeah. i know the rest of that rap song but i can't sing it <laughs> so it seems like they changed that up for the this generation right that's <laughs> <laughs> why you twerk though that would be a different snow white and the seven doors wouldn't right. it yeah. yeah they'd be in vegas <laughs> and you laugh but it wouldn't surprise me if disney did that it's the seven dwarfs male review <laughs> whistle why you twerk <laughs> madam this did no not life. go where I thought it was going I to. No, it never does, <laughs> does it? So embarrassed of y'all. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7.